1: In today's episode, we're talking about the three key ingredients to building credibility for your brand, according to Nathan Chan, who is the founder of Founder, but without an E. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Also sharing our own unique perspective and spin on his learnings as well as ours. So recently, I listened to Jasmine Starr's podcast, and she was talking about Nathan Chan and some of the brand credibility ingredients that he outlined and I was like oh this is so good and it's simple which Mm -hmm. is what I really liked about it and I knew we had to talk about it Kat here on not nice clever and put our own spin on it and you know add a little bit of our experience to it so
0: I thought we would do that you down I'm down it is the clever girl way right So look, it's no secret. We're always looking for ways to grow our minds and our businesses. And that includes, like Candace said, keeping it simple and not reinventing the wheel and also being able to understand and connect the dots through the common thread lines of what it takes to build a successful brand. And so while we have our own unique approach and spin and terminology and language, we would be remiss to discount others' perspectives and successes. So for those of you who hate unsuccessful business owners like the Kardashians, we're talking to you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, and why does this matter, Candace?
1: Because there's always something to learn from others, whether it's by understanding their success or even learning from their mistakes. We are experts, but industries and markets and the world is constantly evolving. And that means that we need to also be consistently evolving, gathering information, gathering data, and learning new strategies, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So just because we're experts doesn't mean that we don't have something to learn. So we're paying attention to success. We're paying attention to people who came before us, people who have gone further than us, like all of those things matter. So let's break it down then. Let's get into it. Some key ingredients to building a successful brand and building brand credibility.
0: So the first starts with having great brand ambassadors, and I'm sure that this is not the first thing that people think of when it comes to building a credible brand, but it is so important, right, Candace? Oh my gosh,
1: it is so important, and I can think of like my... Top five greatest brand ambassadors who I know will absolutely say my name first in the right room every single time. Like they will figure out how to slip my name in any conversation that makes sense mm-hmm. because they know, like, and trust me. And this is actually making me want to go back and really dig in and do the data and like, how much revenue are my brand ambassadors actually bringing me? because these aren't like formal relationships necessarily these people yeah. just know like and trust me right but i bet you if i sat down and thought about how many people have come directly because they said my name they tagged me in posts they had me on their podcast right those types of yeah. things i think it'd be a significant chunk of my revenue
0: i know it would be for mine too because it's not just the no like and trust factor but the love factor right like ambassadors are advocates ambassadors will go to bat for you if we want to you know use an analogy that I think is is very top of mind for everyone right now um, Taylor Swift came out with a new album in October and her army of Swifties and advocates buy her merch buy her tickets play her song six ways Sunday they advocate and defend her online and you know that's a very extreme example of what brand ambassadors and advocates look like. But I think what's important to dive in here is how do you begin to cultivate brand ambassadors and advocates? And, you know, there's a few different, you know, pieces of advice that we want to go over, but it really does start with knowing yourself and your brand story and being unapologetic about it because I don't know about you, Candice, but The advocates and the folks that always refer me business, they love how much I've shared of my story. It resonates with them. We have a lot in common, right? Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's
1: hard as an entrepreneur to know your brand story because maybe you're too close to it. Yeah. I think it took me a while to connect the dots and be like, oh, I'm good at what I do because I was an educator. And I know that I was trying to shed that for so long, trying to get Mm -hmm. people to see me differently than an educator. And now, just now in like this last year, I think I'm finally like, oh no, like I'm an educator and using that as part of the reason why I'm uniquely positioned to do this well, right? Mm -hmm. Why I'm uniquely positioned to host workshops that really get to the heart of what we're trying to learn, that they can actually walk away with a strategic plan because we've done it together because i followed the model of, of educating, right. And facilitating adults, which is all things that are part of my background. So that was a part of my brand story that I was trying to hide for so long. And now I'm just starting to embrace it and starting to use that as a connection point for people And so my recommendation is if you're struggling with your brand story or if you think your story doesn't matter, which is what I hear from a lot of people all the time, like you think your story is insignificant for some reason, you have to work with a brand strategist. You have to share your story so a strategist can pull out the key points that really are going to be the connectors between you and your audience. Kat, does that resonate
0: with you? Every single word I agree and want to double down on it. And it's the analogy that I love to use is that it's like you cannot see the forest through the trees. You are so Mm -hmm. close to your own experience. You might even say that you're in it. And, you know, to be able to have a third party, unbiased perspective to come in and say, this is an inflection point early on in your career. Mm -hmm. And this is another inflection point. And this truly was responsible for catapulting your career or catapulting you to your rock bottom so that you could rebuild and relearn your identity and design the life that you want. And working with a strategist, they can see things that you can't see and be able to pull it Mm -hmm. out of you and connect the dots. And also they can remind you of how incredible and unique your story is I feel like we can be so hard on ourselves sometimes and you know when you have somebody else kind of pull you back and say hey no it's incredible that you've overcome everything that you've overcome and it's amazing that you actually were an educator once upon a time because now and Candice I see this when we host workshops together I'm very much a you know I love to just like dive in and tell people what to do and really like get them energized and motivated. But you're like, now Kat, we got to actually get them to do things. We have to get them to, we have to mm-hmm. facilitate, right. And actually yes. affect impact. And I don't have a background as an educator, but you do. And because you do, you bring that unique element to our workshops. And, and the end result is incredible because our clients and our audience, they actually take action and they actually see right. immediate results. And that's a huge part of your story. And, you know, one of the other things that I kind of edited out of my story for the longest time was, you know, what my life looked like four years ago mm-hmm. and talking about how wildly different it was, right?
1: Yes. That's a huge one. Yeah. And I love that we're talking about this because I know there's people who are, are doing this because they think people won't, I don't know, people will dismiss their credibility if you share any That's vulnerable or anything that's less than perfect. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that's not true. So, talk more about that, Kat.
0: Yeah. So, it's a story that I haven't shared, you know, in a full form. And obviously, I want to stay on target with the subject of this podcast, but just to relate it to, you know, building brand advocacy and, and brand ambassadors, I shared briefly the story of how I came to buy a piece of Ryan Serhant merchandise. It was, um, A sweatshirt that I bought four years ago when I really didn't have a lot of money to my name. And I had shared, you know, in pieces and snapshots on my Instagram stories, just the highlights, the highlights, the high level, you know, inflection points, so to speak, of, you know, the relationship that I was in at the time, the business that I was in at the time, and how it was just a very negative, toxic, codependent environment. And I knew that it wasn't where I was meant to be. And I had bought that sweatshirt with $40 that I didn't necessarily have to my name. And then a few short months later, I left with really nothing more than a couple suitcases. And, and I remember thinking everything I own could fit on a bellhop cart. And that was like my yogurt mm-hmm. moment, as Ryan says, often. <laughs> yes. And Candace, I can't tell you, since I shared that, I had so many messages from other women that reached out and were like, thank you for sharing this. Kat, tell the people what the sweatshirt said. Okay. The sweatshirt said, expansion always in always," mm-hmm. And that message spoke to me. And that message was something that Ryan developed from his own challenges of like moving to yeah. New York, and not having a lot of money, and not even being able to pay for yogurt at the grocery store and being so ashamed that he like fled because he didn't even have enough money to cover yogurt. And right. that's now one of the most popular inflection points of his brand story. And I see how my story of four years ago and that relationship I went through and like the renaissance that I underwent is becoming a huge inflection point. And the like five to 10 like super users that I've got on Instagram that engage with every single piece of content I put out were those women that really resonated with it because they had a lot in common with that story that I that I mm-hmm. shared. And I had no idea, Candice. It floored right. me, the response, right? Like yeah. you never know how powerful it is when you do share that and the type of like connections that can arise out of sharing your story. So many
1: opportunities for connection if you allow yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah. So... Another thing that you can do if you're not yet ready to work with a brand strategist is you can write a timeline of your life and actually try to identify the inflection points yourself. So that's an activity that you can do with yourself to see, you know, where did you work? What was happening in your relationships? Where did you live? Why? Like all of those types of questions can really help you to, to write out that timeline and see, What it is that got you to this place? What it is that ignited your passion for this? Or maybe it was just a a real need to do this thing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're doing. You know, how did you get here? That's an activity that you can do on your own. And then I love this thing that you just started doing recently, Kat. Um, Why don't you share with them what that is?
0: Yeah, so this was something that my private mentor challenged me to start doing earlier this year. And it's the idea of recording monthly milestones. Because just as Candace and I said at the top of this episode, you know, just because we're experts doesn't mean we don't have something to learn. And so we are walking the walk of the talk we're talking. And from earlier this year to now, I record milestones at the end of every month. So today is beginning of December when we're filming this episode. So I'm going to look back and reflect on the, you know, cash in with my business, the new clients. The personal wins, the birthdays, the holiday celebrations, all of the things that are good and amazing that I want to amplify in mm-hmm. this month of December and into the new year as well. And so, you know, this is kind of an ongoing type of strategy that I've implemented to continue to record my brand story as it evolves on a monthly basis. And I found it really helpful. So, You know, if that sounds like something that would be helpful to you, I definitely recommend anyone listening to begin it in whatever month you're listening to this episode and see how those milestones stack and expand over time. I love it. So ultimately you have to remember that if
1: you want great ambassadors, which is a key ingredient to brand credibility, you have to know yourself and as you know yourself and as you begin to share people will have the opportunity to know like and trust you and that's really going to build your brand credibility and it's going to make other people excited to share you with the world with their mm-hmm. world and and that's really key so mm-hmm. point number two and these are from Nathan Chan the founder of founder y'all point number two mm-hmm. that he made was great design and you know I love this
0: one cat oh. Yes, you do, Candice. You (laughs) developed beautiful designs, by the way. So thank you. Thank you. We love this, right? People eat with their eyes before they dine. They do. So you have to think about your
1: brand with intention and you have to craft intentional, consistent visuals and graphics. And if you're not in the place where you're ready to dive in and purchase a full brand suite, you can at least think about some simple ways to have some consistency. So your colors, mm-hmm. the fonts that you use, those can really help build consistency. So your audience is used to associating you with that color. Mm-hmm. I have um, my brand photographer, her colors are pink and orange. And if I hop on a call with her, she has pink and orange in her background. She has yeah. you know pink and orange fonts all over her Instagram. She wears pink and orange a lot. She actually has a little like rolling, um, dressing. I don't know what you call those. Like where you hang up your clothes on like a rolling cart basically.
0: Oh, And okay. in her
1: office, she has her brand colored outfits on that like rolly cart that she can like push around.
0: So clever. I love that. So
1: clever. She pulled them all out of her closet and she's like, if I'm going to be on camera, I'm wearing one of these things. Mm-hmm. And she just has it separate from the rest of her wardrobe. So she you know builds that consistency. So if you're not ready to do the logo design and, you know, get all of that, there's things that you can do right now that really will help to make you look more consistent, especially in the online space. But you want to be thinking about your website, any printed materials, any graphic that you create,
0: you need that consistency. So true, because at the end of the day, you're doing business with other human beings. And one thing that is in common, again, going back to us connecting the dots with the common thread lines, whatever industry you're in, human beings are programmed to really like consistency because it's familiar. They love it. Familiar means safe. Safe means they can trust it. They trust you. They're going to do business with you. That is literally leveraging biology to help grow your business. And like Candace said, you can start doing this regardless of what your your budget is and throw a little bit of sweat equity into it if you don't have the check equity quite yet. And I love that you brought up the zoom backgrounds because that was one thing y'all i didn't even realize i was doing this consciously but i so i recently relocated from miami to dc so i've got a different zoom background i'm in our second bedroom and i've got my bed behind it with the shelving and everything and there's throw pillows and the colors of the pillows are black white and there are brown colors yep of course they're my brand colors (laughs) and it was unintentional but it was it worked out perfectly it was like unconsciously that's when you know you've been doing branding for a while to where your unconscious is already taking care of like the certain brand elements to create oh, visual yeah. consistency without you even consciously realizing it. I love it. Yeah, the visual experience, it's key to building credibility and to building trust and consistency. One thing, oh, I think Candice, maybe you did it or maybe it was a client of ours, but someone sent me an Instagram ad and it was a like an ad of a woman walking down the street in like a red coat. And, oh, you know what? Actually, I think it was one of the girls on my direct sales team. She sent it to me. She's like, I immediately thought of you when I saw this. And I am like, love it. And that's
1: branding, getting people to think of you when they see something that is just the color that you use because they see you in it so often. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, people thinking about you on their regular day-to-day activities is the goal. So I love that.
0: When people ask us, what does it mean, branding? What does it look like? That's a concrete example. People sending you things saying, hey, Mm -hmm. this reminded me of you. And if it is on par with what you want your brand to be known for, visually, mentally, emotionally, all of the other lees. Winning. Job well done, people. Yep. The
1: third thing Mm -hmm. that builds your brand credibility is a great product. And this, I think kind of goes without saying, sometimes people come to me and say, Hey, Candice, can you build me a visual brand identity? And I say, sure. Tell me about your brand. And they're all over the place. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they're serving. They don't know how they uniquely serve them. And I like to describe this, like your logo and your colors and fonts and all of that, the visual part of your brand, that's the frosting. If the cake isn't good, the frosting doesn't matter.
0: People aren't going to finish that cake, y'all.
1: People aren't going to finish that cake. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the foundational pieces of your brand. And I think once you have that, you can have a great product. And then we can layer in the frosting or the visual brand identity that pulls it all together. But Mm -hmm. a great product
0: absolutely is key. So how do you create a great product? So this is something I think for the service-based entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast right now, um, really want you to listen up here because this also applies to Candace and I because we are both consultants and speakers. A great product when you're service-based is understanding that what you charge for, what your product is, is the solution for the problem you solve. It is the transformation that you facilitate. It is not for you. We made a whole episode, go back and re-listen to it if you're mm-hmm. still hung up on charging your quote unquote ugh, worth, right? We hate that. Yeah. We do with a passion, <laughs> but understanding and having clarity and definition around the product that you offer as a service person, it's the solution, it's the transformation. What does that look like quantitatively, qualitatively, and then put a value to it and that's your rate. And you can look at that in so many different ways, you know, the value of collapsing time, time, money, and energy, right? Mm -hmm. You can lessen the Mm -hmm. amount of time it takes to solve a problem. You're saving people money. So figure out what the quantifiable- You're making people money. You're making people money. And if it makes (laughs) you money, it costs you nothing. Exactly. And so, you know, understand that as a service-based person, that's the product, but you have to understand what that looks like. Like Candice said, you can't, Frost the cake without baking the cake. And you can't expect Mm -hmm. someone to know what problems you solve and to understand and pay for the value of those problems unless you yourself know exactly what that solution looks like to that problem, right? Absolutely. Another thing
1: I think that sometimes service-based entrepreneurs struggle with, and I know I've struggled with this at different points in my business, Mm -hmm. is that sometimes the problem is so small. Yes. Sometimes the problem is so small. Like, I could absolutely sell an Instagram bio makeover. Mm -hmm. That problem is so tiny, right? It's a minute problem that can be probably I could solve it in five minutes. Yeah. But just because I could solve it in five minutes doesn't mean that I charge for five
0: minutes. Absolutely not.
1: Because we don't charge by time, we charge by solving a problem. And the value that that solution, now they're more searchable. Mm
0: -hmm. What is the
1: value in being more searchable?
0: Ooh, lots of business, I imagine.
1: A lot of business, exactly, Kat. So it's never about the small thing that I might sell, like a bio makeover. It's about what value or what transformation that allows. And that's what someone would pay me for.
0: Mm -hmm. You're the conduit. You are not mm-hmm. the product right? as a service-based entrepreneur. I'm going to say that one more time. You guys are not the product. You are not charging your worth. You are understanding what the outcome looks like, what the solution looks like, what the transformation looks like. And then you're quantifying it into a rate because collapsing time is super valuable and you should definitely be financially rewarded for doing it because- Candice, you might be able to write an Instagram bio in five minutes. I might be able to whip up copy for a website that highly converts in, let's say, a matter of hours. However, that's because of our years of experience and the thousands of hours we've put into honing our skills. Absolutely. We love it. So to recap, Uh the three key
1: ingredients to building brand credibility, Mm -hmm. according to Nathan Chan, are great ambassadors... Great design and a great product. Remember those things. It's a good, simplified way to think about your brand building.
0: Yep. And keep it simple. Those three ingredients you start there, you focus there. Stop mind fucking yourself. It's not rocket science. We're not rocket scientists here.
1: Oh my gosh. But can I tell you about a rocket scientist story?
0: (laughs) Yes, actually. Just kidding. There is an instance of rocket science. So, Candace, take it away.
1: Okay. So you know how we always say that phrase, right? It's not rocket science. And Kat and I say it all the time too. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Shania but Twain. <laughs> I, was, I was walking and taking a walk in San Diego, getting my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. And there was this little kid with his family. He's probably like four. It was so cute. And he's like, so excited to be like walking by the water. And I'm just like <laughs> watching him walk along. And he has yeah. this shirt and it says, actually it is rocket science. And then it has a little NASA right there. So I was just like cracking up because I know I say that all the time. He's like, actually it is rocket science. And I was like, that's hilarious. And like, I kind of want that shirt now. Anyways, I just had to
0: say that because it was so cute. No, <laughs> I love that story. There are situations in which it's rocket science. It's important to know them. Yeah. But this isn't it though. No, this <laughs> is not. So permission <laughs> revoked to use that as an excuse okay. people. Exactly. So
1: Just to wrap us up today, you all need to know that Kat and I do host live and virtual workshops that help companies and teams workshop the shit out of their own personal brands. So if you are in need or know someone who could use our flavor of (laughs) shit-talking workshops that'll actually force you to do the work Mm. If you're into that, if you want to take this you know cat and I on live, mm. specific and personalized to you, to your company, unedited unedited. <laughs> uh, we will will fly to you first class if it's over three hours, but we will fly to you and we will uh, make sure that you have all of the pieces that you need to pull together your brand to make it really meaningful and a point of connection between you and your audience it's what we love to do and mm, yeah. yeah we would love to do that with you so you can find us at notniceclever.com or you can dm us at notniceclever on instagram and we'd love to talk to you about seeing you in your city or virtually and getting your brand together thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio and head to www.notniceclever.com to connect for more. Drop a question. We'll shoot you an answer. We're not gatekeepers here. Signing off. You're not so nice, but also clever besties that mean business. See you next week.